Welcome to the Be That Healing Girl podcast. And we have a special holiday episode. And if you're listening, you might be able to hear the holiday glam over here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. And it's truly special. I want to get glammed up because we're going to go over the holiday survival guide for anxious girlies or if you have anxious attachment or relationship anxiety. This is the holiday episode that you have been waiting for, and I've got you like always. So what I have on deck, and I also have a feeling this might be a two-part episode. I don't know. We'll see how much we cover. But on deck, I have covering all things parents. Should you introduce him to yours? Should you meet his? What do you do? And all the overthinking that can go on with that. And towards the end, I'll have a really hot tip to have a stress-free holiday, whether you're together or apart. So make sure to stick around for that. And if you're in a holiday mood, then I'm also, just a reminder, giving away a VIP one-on-one session with me, yours truly, that's valued at $250. For if you leave a review, you leave a comment, you subscribe, do all the things, then I want to gift you with some time with me so I can support you with your relationship and what's going on with you. So do all the things, subscribe, rate, comment, and I would love to gift you. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the first thing I wanted to cover is should you introduce him to your parents? All right. And I just want to cover this important piece, which I've talked about in other episodes, but what are you making it mean when you introduce him to your parents? And I have to share this example of what I made something mean. So I was dating a guy. We were definitely like moving into more exclusive and we were kind of in that realm of just about to be official. And I had an opportunity for him to meet somebody who was really important to me and basically I call this woman my Denver mom I'm not from Denver my mom my true mom is in Virginia I love her but I have you know the surrogate mom that was in Denver and there was an opportunity where I don't know I guess I needed to get dropped off or something where he needed to come and pick me up from her house So basically, this was setting the scene for, wow, he's going to come pick me up and meet this surrogate mom, this woman who's really important to me. And I kind of like laid out very gently with him that, yeah, this woman's really important to me. It's kind of like my mom, FYI. So he knew what he was getting into. So he had no problem, was had no problem showing up and meeting her, shows up just turned the charm on it was so respectful shook her hand kind courteous like just checked all the boxes all right so what did I make that mean I made that mean that he is really serious that he is he is into me and this is going all in the right direction I made it mean something all right and I'm not saying that there wasn't good a reason, but I really, I doubled down. I doubled down on this is good and we're, you know, we're going to be together. Fast forward a month and a half later, we were not together, okay? It, it, it did not work out. And I felt that was so interesting. And it was such a powerful lesson to me to see what I make things mean. 
And I'm not saying this from a jaded perspective. I can just look back really clearly and see, wow, I made that mean that he was serious about me, that he really wanted to be with me, that he was into me. And, you know, he might have been those things, but I took it to the next level, right? That this was like my way of solidifying our connection together. And the reality is that's not what it was. So whatever is going on or your thought process about him meeting your parents, you have to know what you're making that mean and have a really sober and real approach about what what that means to you because it might mean something and it might not. You won't know. And I'll be honest too, when these situations would happen, I tended to move faster than what was necessary. And that, that was good for me. I tended to move fast. And I would create situations to artificially build connection where I felt if I could tick all these boxes and check marks of what I felt was good in relationship, then it was in the bag. I didn't have to worry about anything. And the more that I reflect about how I treated relationship or certain parts or uh, pieces of relationship, I want to think about when you play a game, like a video game, a checkmark, checkpoint, checkpoint, that's the word. <laughs> when they we hit certain checkpoints that I was somehow closer to the end of the game, right? Like end game. And that just was, that's not a healthy way to look at relationship. It actually didn't make, when I look back, the relationships that I treated like that were not great relationships and they weren't actually what were aligned for me. And thank goodness that I learned it that way and I can look back so clearly. And so I, I give that to you as an example of you are the only one that can really determine what's in alignment for you and what you're, what's, what's really going on for you. And are you trying to hit these checkpoints to build connection or intimacy faster than what's normal or what's natural? And that, what for me, was a great way of trying to get control and, and have control in a place where I didn't feel like I was in control. So you are the one that is aware of what meaning you make, and you've got to pay attention to that. Now, that's also not to say that your parents or your loved ones aren't putting pressure on you. And lovingly, we love your loved ones, but they are not you, all right? And often what I see with clients is that when somebody doesn't have a strong sense of self, a strong sense of self-trust, then we tend to be more susceptible to what our parents think. And this is what I dive in deep with my one-on-one -on -one clients because the root of abandonment issues, of feeling not worthy, goes really deep. It goes from our family. So when we rely on loved ones and their opinions, I notice that when we have a weak sense of self or a weak sense of self-esteem, we tend to over, overly rely on uh, approval. So that's just something to look at as well of are you susceptible to the pressure that loved ones are giving you? And there's cultural reasons for that you know there I have a client who's was raised Jewish there's a there's a Jewish component where if you're 30 living in New York and you're still single like it's against it's culturally strange so or not not okay so I'm just aware that if you feel that pressure from your loved ones we love them but they're not you and you're you are the only person 
besides the other person in the relationship whose opinion matters. So trust yourself. And if you still are working on that, hit me up. I got you. All right. So that's meeting your parents. Let's talk about meeting his parents. All right. What's the deal? Why isn't she? Why isn't he introducing me? Does he not want me to meet them? So I just want to say this, that you being introduced to his parents is his choice straight up. And that whatever meaning you make from that, it doesn't, you, you know, you're the one that's digesting it. So if it's his choice, we have to honor that just like it's your choice, whether you introduce him to your parents. Now I want to give this example of brownies. All right. Who doesn't love a brownie? A brownie is still a brownie, even if it takes it's only eight minutes in and takes, I don't know, 15 minutes to make brownies, probably not 20 minutes. But we take the brownie out. We're like, oh, it's eight minutes. Why is it like not crunchy? And <laughs> not that all brownies are crunchy, like the edges aren't crunchy. It's all gooey and it's it's sucks. The brownie doesn't suck. It's just not ready yet. It's just not. That doesn't mean the make the brownie bad or that it it's a sucky brownie that doesn't care about my feelings. <laughs> it's not the case at all. It's just not ready. And I notice so much that we make it mean something about our relationship when somebody isn't ready. We take the brownie out. We're like, eh, let's throw it in the trash. It doesn't, it, the brownies aren't ready. It's just not ready. And that doesn't mean anything about you or the relationship. Okay. So watch what you make it mean if he's not ready to introduce you or you're putting the pressure on what you make that mean because I'll be honest rushing and forcing things is a great way to break anything all right and I'm a Sagittarius <laughs> I heard this motto from another Sag it's like shove it shove it in real hard if, if it doesn't go in the first time you know the sweater in the drawer just, just shove it in and get it in there and so I I know how fiery we can be sometimes or when we just want to get what we want. But I promise you, forcing and shoving and pushing, that is a great recipe for something to break, right? When we when we force or push, that is how things break. So just be aware of that and honor his choice, honor the pace. And if there's other things going on, then those are also factors. But Typically, what I notice with girlies that have a little bit of relationship anxiety, this tends to be the thing. All right. So let's say you are meeting the parents. I had this question on my IG stories. And if you're meeting the parents, I just want you to know, be yourself, please, for the love of goodness, be yourself. And this goes into the next thing that we'll talk about around, okay, what do I do? And just be kind. Be yourself. Be kind, be courteous. Um, extra tip is to set yourself up. And if you're introducing them to your parents, set everybody up for success. My goodness. So if you're meeting his parents, do your homework, right? What are they like? Do they like cornbread? Do they enjoy some vino, right? Set your partner up for success. Are your parents big talkers? Are they going to grill him, right? Set everybody up for success, including yourself. So ask questions, get curious, stay open, and just take a deep breath and be, be the amazing human that I know you are, all right? Just be yourself. 
So this also ties into, okay, you're probably in this situation, whether it is you're going to meet, uh, meet his parents or not meet his parents or your parents, all of this, I would say, is under the realm of overthinking, all right? I would say all of this stress is probably from you playing scenarios out in your head. Am I right? Am I right? So here's what I want to say about overthinking, all right? And this is so a trope, if you will, around the holidays, but presence is the present, right? Your presence is the present, and that's how we give the gift of presence. So when you are in this space of overthinking and you don't know, you're, I remember really clearly being at my family's house, and it was the first holiday that um, Craig and I were, my husband and I were experiencing. We were not physically together, but I remember I was in this mode of, wow, I I'm thinking about him and I worried and da 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 da. What am I making it mean? And I was missing out on my nieces and my mom and my sisters. And wherever you're at, whatever you're experiencing, remember that the now is all that matters. Right now is all that matters. And I know that during the holidays, our schedules change, but I encourage you to maintain the practices of observational awareness, of meditation, of breath work, even if it's five minutes, two minutes, one minute, do what you can so that you can actually create the space and observe your own thoughts versus being a part of them and being washed in the washing machine of your thoughts. So it doesn't take much, but I notice, I mean, even noticing now with my one-on-one clients now that when they are not doing these practices, it shows So be your own best coach. And if you still need help with that, you can always let me know. So here is the hot tip for having a stress-free holiday, whether you're together or, or apart. And I highly, highly, highly recommend this, all right? And this is not just for the holidays. This is a tool that I use with my husband just to see what's, what's going on and to eliminate as much stress as possible. So... The hot tip is to get clear on expectations, all right? Get really clear on what your expectations are and like what is he expecting from the holidays? And what I mean by that is not just walking up to him and saying, hey, well, I expect this, 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 A, B, C, D, and you have to give me a trip to Paris and take me to Bali and give me a Tiffany bracelet. Like, no, that is not the type of expectation that I'm talking about, all right? Um, and I feel like that could be a whole different episode. But but one great way of just opening this door is asking them, what do you typically do for the holiday? What is your family tradition? What's your favorite part? Start the conversation like a normal human being. And I say this with love because when we are overthinking, when we're stressed, when we're scared, we do weird stuff, (laughs) okay? We get weird. We are not ourselves. So I say that with a smile. I hope you can hear that or see it. But I say that lovingly because when we are scared, we get weird, y'all, like super weird. So be in a normal conversation with this person that you care about and ask them, what, are, what do they do? What are your expectations? Do you spend all your time there? Like, so if you're spending time apart, you're not with them. What's your holiday tradition? What do you do? Do you open 
presence in the morning? Do you go skiing? Like what, whatever, just talk about it. All right. And then, then you have an idea of their schedule. Like what, what do you do? What's, do you go to synagogue or church? Like what, ask them, like, what is their normal routine? That way that opens the door for sharing what you're going to do. And then maybe some touch points together, right? Get really clear on what's going on for them. Share what's happening for you so that both of you can be on the same page, right? And just see where you can meet in the middle. And I know if you're a people pleaser and and you you might be holding back on what you do because you're just, uh, I don't know, just take a deep breath and remember that this is exploration and curiosity. This is not laying out what you want and your rules. This is about curiosity and staying open. And when you when you have that type of energy and vibe in a relationship, that's where the magic happens. Where you're seeing and you're exploring and you're getting to know each other, that's truly where connections are built and they get stronger. So talk about family expectations, what they do, all those pieces so that you can connect and just see. So once you can do that, and for even to this day, my husband and I talk about what are our expectations, what would be ideal, and this is so sweet. So just to show you that this works, we had a very different holiday. If you don't know, we travel full time in an RV, and we spent Thanksgiving by ourselves, literally just me, him, and our dog, Murdoch. And we checked in with each other the day before what I wanted to do. And I I definitely let him know this is not, we have to do every single thing. This is what I like. He shared with me the things that he wanted to do. And I'd say around five or six o'clock on Thanksgiving, maybe it was even later, we made a fire together. Well, I'll be honest, he made the fire. I enjoyed the fire. (laughs) And towards the end of the day, he said, this is absolutely my favorite Thanksgiving. And I was so touched. I mean, my husband is sweet, but wow, for him to say just something so sweet about this day that we had together, it was truly, I know in my heart, one of the most beautiful moments that we've had because he just enjoyed so deeply our time together. And I'm not saying that we're this magical couple, but I what I will say and the tool that we used, which I'm telling you right now, is that we got really clear on our expectations what we saw for the day, what we wanted to happen. So I offer that to you because you can have that too. You can have this conversation where it's open and you're curious and you're exploring so that you actually can be connected together, whether you spend the whole day together or not. Getting clear on expectations allows you to see the truth, what's what's important to him, what's important to you, so that you can see where you can meet in the middle, all right? That's the beautiful thing about expectations. So I feel like we covered a lot, and I also feel like this definitely needs another episode. So I feel like next time, let's talk about if you're spending time apart, because if you picked up earlier, the very first holiday, Christmas, that my husband and I had, we were apart. And this is on top of, we basically were kind, like long distance kinda, and we first were dating for the first two years. So I'll share more about time apart, how to navigate that, and also communication. Because if 
the idea of talking about your expectations seems scary, then I've got lots of tips for you and we'll, we'll dive into that too next time. So I'm so glad you're here. Happy holidays and I appreciate you. I'm thinking of you. Mwah.